So yeah. So once again, like I would like to welcome you uh, as part of this campaign. Like we've spoken before, and uh, you've come again, you know, to be part of this uh, small initiative that I've taken. So thank you so much, uh, Jyoti. And uh, it's lovely to, you know, talk to you over and over again, like even on Instagram, like very spontaneous, I would say, very approachable. Like whenever I drop your text, you at least make sure that, you know, you at least e reply me over email or at least, you know, respond to my message, even though you're busy. So it, it means a lot, you know, because we all have a busy schedule and at different times. Yeah. Again. But despite of that, we respect each other, you know, maybe uh, to an idea that connects us both. Like yes. you're also taking few steps or you're doing what you can from your capability or from your stand, uh, whatever you yes. can, you know, for the society, just giving back to it. So that's what even I'm trying to do here. So as you know, like this is just a small initiative. I'm not taking it on a very large scale. So I'm doing it as part of, uh, because I think that, you know, if I'm good with people, and uh, as I told you, I was part of this paper with writer community and I used to listen to people's poetry and their writing stuff. So then I thought, why not use this capability or my caliber for a greater cause? Wherein I can, yes. you know, because there's, there can be anybody who can, you know, uh, take those live sessions and listen to poetry. But not everyone is good at listening and not everyone is, you know, good at empathizing with people. So, yeah. You know, when I started talking to you guys, I realized that, you know, that little bit of, uh, uh, what, what can I say? I felt that I had that in me, you know, and I thought that maybe I can take this up. So let's see uh, how it goes. So here okay. we are with you. And uh, I would like to, you know, ask you again, since you had already shared your part, share your story with me earlier, but then would you like to please, you know, uh, share it again with us? Yeah, okay, of course. Um, well, thank you, first of all, for having me on with you as well. I know that you've been working hard to sort of bring together sort of like-minded people who have gone through similar challenges. So um, thank you for bringing me on. Um, so I'm Jyoti Gataura, known as Positively Diverse on Instagram. And my journey started when I was 21 years old mm -hmm. and I was diagnosed with vitiligo an autoimmune condition that affects one to 3% of the world's population. Yeah. Coming from an Indian background, um, it was 20 years ago, this was a very difficult thing to deal with. Mm. And many people sort of say, well, you know, you're brought up in a Western country. So really those, those sort of things wouldn't really matter because, you know, you've adapted to Western lifestyles and people surely don't hold those kind of views back, back, you know, backwards views any longer well actually that's quite quite the opposite mm -hmm. um so my parents came to the uk um and in the 60s late 60s and um both of them came here to study um and at the time that they arrived you know that that was the time really that there were signs on doors saying no blacks no dogs you know there was a lot of racism a lot of discrimination and my dad wore a turban you know there was a lot of discrimination mm -hmm. so they I would say they had it tough you know they had it really tough um and to hear their stories and what they were going through was was really kind of something that I grew up with understanding being empathetic to people's differences because my dad wore a turban and you know we had to sort of deal with people's stares 
you know, from quite a young age when we notice people looking at our dad. So anyway, all these sorts of things um, were things I grew up with, but I actually grew up with quite a nice, you know, humble background. And when I was diagnosed with vitiligo, um, the community and relatives and family I thought would not accept this because even here in the UK, you know, there's very much this sort of um, pretense that people live under. Mm -hmm. So families live under a pretense that, you know, let's portray happiness. Let's portray our daughter's got a good education. She's got this, she lives in this house. She's got, you know, it's all about portraying what people want to see. And I thought that if my family, extended family, saw this vitiligo, it would ruin my parents' reputation, you know. And quite often when I talk about vitiligo, I talk about it from a Western perspective, from an, an English perspective, mm-hmm. but I'm now talking about it from an Indian perspective. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about it from an Indian background because I'm Sikh, I'm British-born, uh, British-born, but I'm an Indian girl who has, you know, her values core to her heart. And... You know, I think that was a really big barrier for me. Mm-hmm. When you know that your family are going to judge you, you know, uh, based on how you look and that kind of thing. I didn't want my parents to have to deal with that. So I covered up. It was easier for me to cover up. And I covered up for about 20 years. 20 years. <clears throat> That's long. I mean, so like how was your you know uh, like your parents were not at all aware about uh, your skin condition or did they like encourage you to you know not uh, cover up yourself or were they very supportive towards that yeah. yeah my family was so supportive like i was so determined to cure my skin mm-hmm. so i did so many treatments um and they supported me and took me and paid for like these treatments and you know took me here and there and everywhere to find out you know what could be done to get rid of this vitiligo um but you know at the end of the day they're my parents but they never quite understood this journey because I was the one living with it so I did I was very fortunate I mean I had the support you know I had the understanding um I had that emotional support, but I never really had that kind of support where I thought that someone really deep down profoundly understood what I was going through because they weren't going through it. And it wasn't their fault. You know, you can't expect people to understand your, your journey if they're not going through it themselves. Like it's. So, I mean, uh, as you said, like your parents has really been supportive. And I last I remember when we were speaking, you showed me the photograph of your uh, wedding and there you were, you told me like you had covered up your entire body, you know, with makeup and stuff. And uh, now you have changed as a person where even in your school, like you are into this teaching profession. So uh, your students have seen you as uh, somebody or a teacher who used to, you know, put on makeup, try to uh, look good, you know, try to cover up. And now they're seeing you uh, without makeup or confident or living up to, uh, you know, whatever beliefs that you have or feeling really comfortable in your own skin. So I think that, you know, uh, there are a lot of people like, even if we don't appreciate somebody, even in our, during our school days, there were not all the teachers that we used to really like, you know, they were always our favorites, but then it's silently, I mean, deep, deep, deep down, I would say that each teacher uh, in a student's life have, has an importance. Like it's actually, it, it's few have habits or few uh, behavior that we 
pick up when we are small children and it brings a really great impact on us like i remember of uh, my missionary school days when i was in sikkim i was born and brought up there so i remember my principal she was really brutal she was really cruel because she used to give us punishments like very old days and she was very strict but one thing she taught us was discipline like even even in the worst case like we used to fear like even even making a mistake or failing in bible subject was like a threat like what is she going to do next is she yeah yeah to, you know take a two round of the entire school over so i think that even if uh, we did not like her but she has a great impact even now i remember her you know just imagine like i wish i could go back to my school days so tell me uh, jyoti like as as a uh, you know teacher what's the difference that you see not just in you but also in your student like yeah. uh, the person that you were before and the person that you've become now what is the difference that you see in your student I started um I've been teaching for 16 years now and I'm slowly sort of transitioning transitioning out of this career to yes. go into sort of like media and presenting. So you know I'm coming to the end of my road with my my teaching career but it's something that's played a huge part in my life because you know not being being someone on Instagram and social media and collaborating with people and talking to people and being a role model that's one thing but actually working with young people today being with them on a day-to-day basis and supporting them is an unbelievable feeling you know so i mean i started my my current school in 2012 um and i've been there you know ever since since then mm-hmm. uh since 2012 when i started that school Mm-hmm. I had um 90% pigmented because I was on steroid treatment before that mm-hmm. so I was practically 90% brown again. Okay. And then my vitiligo started coming back. So when I joined that school I didn't really have to wear that much makeup because I didn't have that much vitiligo to cover. Mm-hmm. But bet- between 2012 and 2014 it started coming back quite quickly, quite aggressively again. Mm-hmm. And um then i realized you know like it's really hard to cover up but i kept doing that i kept covering up it was only until 2016 that i stepped out of my comfort zone there were a few things that happened in my life and i stepped out of my comfort zone and in 2016 was when i decided i cannot carry on going to school or going to work wearing a full face of makeup because one it's just time consuming I I get up at 6 in the morning to be at school for like 6:45 mm-hmm. and then I'm getting up earlier to do my makeup and it was just too much and then secondly it was spreading extensively that I was finding it hard to even cover up so even when I was covering up with these products you could see the vitiligo mm-hmm. and then you know I just decided one day right that's it I'm going to go into school without my makeup and and I did that and actually funnily enough um no one really responded the way i thought they would respond yeah and that 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 happened just shortly after a documentary that i did for tv over here so the whole school knew i took part in that documentary they'd seen it it was about vitiligo so i think they kind of it was like they already kind of knew a little bit about it so the documentary that kind of took half my pressure off explaining what it was yeah. you know it was aired on bbc 1 and when they saw it they kind of understood answered a lot of questions 
So when I went into school, I thought, oh, I went on TV, you know, with my arms showing. I still wore makeup. And I thought, this is the next step to go into school without my makeup. So I did it. And because I didn't get the response I was expecting, I was like, oh, they're not really bothered by this. They're not bothered by a teacher's little eye guy. They're really not bothered. And then that's when lots of things started coming out of the woodwork. So in response to your question, mm-hmm. I, I was then asked to deliver lots of this in, in, inspiring assemblies, motivational talks to all the year groups. Mm-hmm. And I did that in 2016 to 2018. I did like wow. motivational talks for every single year group from the young girls from 11 to the sixth form students that are 17 and 18 before university. And I did these motivational talks and it was empowering. Sam, it was the best experience ever. Honestly, just being able to talk about what I went through, but knowing that each and every student carries this weight of how they look like and their body image is so important to them, but bringing it to their attention that, you know, it's so important to be you. And since I did these assemblies, yeah, I mean, I got so much feedback from staff, from colleagues, students emailing me like you know you know you make me feel like it's okay to be me and I've posted some of these messages on my Instagram there are a couple of messages I posted that really touch me students reached out and said you know miss I just feel like I can be myself because you've talked about this, you've brought attention, you know, you've made this normal, you've normalized that it's okay to be unique, it's okay to be yourself. That is so profound. And, and I think such examples is very important in our society because, you know, these days, I would say things were there earlier as well, but now that we have more exposure to uh, social media and social platform, we need such examples. Like you said, that that empowering, that feeling, you know, you cannot express to somebody the happiness that you feel inside uh, when you when you give a speech or when That's you talk about something. Yes. Um, am I breaking? Could you pause it, please? Thank you. All right. So uh, my next question to you would be like, who played the most important role in your transition? Like, you know, from you being... Uh, you know, you're hiding yourself and not accepting your uh, skin condition or you're not trying to get rid of it. And now that you have accepted yourself, you're very comfortable in what you are. So who's, I know that, you know, we as an individual need to come out of it. Like nobody can uh, do that. What a person uh, themselves, they can, you know, take themselves out of any, any shit or any, any issues or any uh, circumstances that get, uh, that they get surrounded with. No matter how many people come and comfort them or, you know, try to motivate them. But at the end of the road, they are the one who need to step up. But yes, there are people in our lives who play a major role or maybe not people. I would say there are a lot of things or instances that can play a major role. So what's your, uh, you know, in your in your story or in your life, which is that person or what is that thing that, you know, helped you in this transition? My mindset. Wow. And My is mindset. it like... Uh, it's not a person. 
you 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 developed that mindset over the years like uh, when you came across different scenarios or people you know uh, seeing their perspective what what mindset what uh, you know uh, made that change in your mindset yeah yeah it was all about um loss and grief mm-hmm. so i lost someone really close to me in my life mm-hmm. and i realized that life was really short and i didn't want to carry on living hiding my bitter life go and um that i realized you know i have the use of my limbs and my arms and i can you know move and i can accomplish everything i want to and i don't want to carry on living like this because i'm scared of what other people are going to say and i don't want to live worried about how people are perceiving me i just want to be me whether they like it or not so the 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 school environment supported me because when i realized i did it in a school environment where students can be the most malicious vicious uh when it comes to words yeah when i realized that i was safe there i thought if i can handle this environment of school kids what am i worried about and that experience of exposing my skin in a in a school environment mm-hmm. together with understanding that i didn't want to live and suppress myself um any longer it was a combination of both yeah. shifted that mindset from thinking how i used to think yes yes and it was and, gradual it was gradual and it was very slow it didn't happen overnight yeah it definitely wouldn't and and i completely agree with this uh, thought uh, process you know because even for a person to uh, you know take that courage it doesn't just come overnight i mean you are scared as hell at one point and then you know you try to understand the situation instead of you know having that fear in your mind that i cannot do this or i cannot overcome this at time as as time gradually passes off uh, you know you tend to realize that nothing in my life or nothing not not even a single problem is not big enough uh, or not you know i cannot be a person who can be put down by a situation or by a problem or by anybody i can be bigger than uh, you know even a mountain or if if i make myself you know capable enough to handle anything in my life i can actually and nobody has to tell me that you can i i need to understand that yes. so also one more thing here or uh, like we we uh, even i have you know faced a situation as and i thought that my parents would not understand my mindset or me doing this uh, living my job and then doing this they would not understand that but one thing that i did not realize is as i was growing as my mindset was growing their mindset was growing too though they, they do not share it often like you know they just try to cope up with the technology and stuff but they they too are growing like my dad 10 years ago uh, you know the kind of mindset that he has he doesn't have the same mindset right now yeah. if i can if i would have gone up to my dad and i would have told him that you know this is the thing that i want to do i don't want to do my job right job he would have rejected he would have actually you know uh, <laughs> i don't know what he would have done but that's just that thought you know that i in my mind my dad was still that 10 years back uh, old person whom i used to fear like not fear i would out of respect i never used to be so much comfortable in sharing things or my mindset like openly but then now when i you know before leaving my home i just sat with him and i told him all the stuff that i wanted to do everything that i want to achieve and i said that i want to start from scratch and i said that i i know i can do it and then you know you just have to believe in me because i believe yeah. 
and I thought that uh, he would give me some different reaction, you know, tell me like, no, don't do this and stuff. But then he supported me. He told me that I know that you have the courage. I know you that you, I know you so well that I'm telling that you can do it. Don't have a single doubt in your mind that you cannot. So that uh, feeling, uh, Jyoti, I mean, you know, it was so empowering for me because he's somebody that I have been looking up to my entire life. Yeah. Somebody who has given me the strength because yeah. I've seen him struggle. I've seen him as a man who never gives up. And I have, I wanted to become like him. You yes. Know, somebody who never puts down their effort and says, no, I cannot do this. I would be, you know, no matter what comes on my way, I would never so, say no to it. I would at least give it a try. It's okay if I fail in it, it's okay. But I wouldn't, you know, just leave it as it is without even trying. So I'm, I'm really proud, you know, being in India, being in a society Amazing. where my relatives have yeah. children and they live a life like a cage and I'm free to do anything. Yeah, and it's, it's liberating. Right? Being an Indian girl, you can relate to it. Like you are living in a Western side of yeah. the world, but being in India, you know how the mindset of people are here, right? Yeah. Especially parents. And uh, for a girl yes. to make her place in the society like this, it's really difficult. Like yeah. you are actually, you know, being outspoken or speaking for yourself is actually a taboo. It's being called, you are not- uh, Let's be submissive. Yes, yes. So have you ever been to India or it's like, you know, have you ever faced this Indian culture or this Indian mindset? I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about your parents, but at least your relatives, like, has there, any, has there a, uh, been a situation where, you know, it has really impacted you because of the people that ha you were surrounded with, especially, you know, somebody that you care about and they have put you in a very difficult stop, uh, you know, spot because of what you're suffering or what you have a skin condition. Have you ever been, you know, through this? No. Mm -hmm. the, the extended family have made comments mm -hmm. about my skin. And, you know, um, some comments have come out like, you know, or oh, maybe it's something she ate or her mum cooked. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, maybe it was because, you know, her parents were working a lot and they, they didn't have time for her. Like really ridiculous um, theories and things that, you know, kind of came back to me. Mm -hmm all of this time on about why they think that I got vitiligo because I know people about time and now I'm doing all these projects no one's really sort of saying anything it's almost like you know <laughs> they don't know what to say yeah I, I can um but people did talk and it wasn't so much saying it in my face mm -hmm. it was saying it behind my back and then hearing yeah. about it through yeah. my parents or hearing about it so many years on that a cousin will tell me, oh, do you know, this auntie said that about your skin. One of my cousins even said that her mum didn't have a clue about what vitiligo was and had made some inappropriate comments about, about my skin. And she told me that openly, you know, that, you know, that she's educating her mum about all the things I'm doing because, you know, she found that even her mum didn't understand what the condition was. Yeah. So it, it's like, I think that, I know. I heard things through comments from other people and through family members that came back to me. 
and that's really you know disturbing i would say and yeah. you know my relatives are like they do not talk to me because the decision that i've started taking in my life you know my parents has been supportive no matter i had to fight for it with them there were uh, you know times where they did not talk to me for a day or two but they, at the end of the day they understood like you know they respected my uh, feelings or my decision whatever i've taken but relatives i would tell you oh my god i mean indian relatives can be really pain painful i would say and they would not tell you on my face and uh, you know uh, i have a younger sister she just 2 years younger to me and i did not wanted to get married and uh, my dad had a proposal for her and and you know right like the elder one should get married first and then the younger yeah one. yeah but then i yeah. was so stubborn i was like no i don't want to get into this because i didn't want it i didn't feel it right for me so then my dad was like okay fine then you i don't know when you are going to get married and i'm not going to force things on you but i have a proposal for her i would you know uh want to get it uh, started so i was like yeah i'm okay with it i don't have any problem but then i went to the marriage and uh, everything got over we were just sitting around uh, you know after she went to her in law's place my aunt tells me that you know why don't you get married and i tell her that my dad is right here he is the one to take this and you are no one to interfere in our uh, you know uh, family matter like it she didn't like it a bit yeah she did not she don't she did not answer me back and she's elder to me and i tell everyone in my family you know respect comes out of you know if you want respect from my you should from my end you should respect me too i cannot stand somebody no matter how young or how elderly person that that the person is i i cannot tolerate somebody talking shit on my face and i i, I was i'm just supposed to stand there and listen to yeah. them that's not going to happen no it's 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 really important because i think the older generation but it's understanding that older generation they're from a different background different mentality and that came normal to them marriage getting married first one getting married second one it was all normal things are changing times are changing we're moving forward and things are moving differently and so when you know I'm, and i don't even actually think it's their fault for thinking that way because that's how they grew up that's their way of thinking you know and even though i live here in the uk this is how the majority of my relatives think there's no 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 difference in mentality there with the older generation here and back home yeah and i really believe that it comes down to how their um upbringing was and what they feel is you know right for them right. and therefore they they don't mean to impose it they just want the best for us mm-hmm. i really do believe it but what they don't realize is that that's not what we classify as wanting for ourselves okay. so I I don't always I mean I used to find it very negative before I used to find comments very negative oh my god you know it's none of her business and this and this but now I just think you know what that's their mentality that's how they grew up that's the way they used to think it was all about what was perceived on the outside looking good from the outside having that nice house having that nice car looking all perfect for a wedding wearing your lenga the right way makeup done hair done lashes everything perfect walking perfect talking perfect walking you know if you're with your husband you've got your daughter you know your son's coming along next it's all about fitting into that mold and it happens here you know yeah. and once people start accepting that you know we're advancing we're moving forward and you know it's okay to do things slightly differently 
It's okay to get married at 40. I know many people that got married at 40. It's okay to have a skin difference and live with it comfortably and go out and not cover up because society is slowly changing. I do believe society is slowly changing. It is. And I, I strongly believe in that as well. And I think uh, the most important thing uh, uh, that is uh, that is there uh, right now is that the change is starting from each of us. Individually, we are taking it positively. Because, uh, you know, uh, if we talk about like, uh, you know, just five years back, I would say that if something was really bothering us, we would actually be very much dependent upon the opinion of other people. Like, you know, what other people would think about it or what other people are doing, you know, to achieve this thing. We used to just look one way and, you know, do not try to look like that. There can be another approach to this. We, we never had that, you know, difference in uh, perspective, I would say. But right now, uh, I think this generation or, or the time that we are living in right now, there are a lot of possibilities that we see. There are a yeah. lot of uh, things uh, around us which motivates us and also give us an opportunity to, you know, upbring ourselves. And we do not depend on somebody, you know, maybe that person is going to start with a change and then I'm going to believe, yeah, this is possible. But then right now, I think in our generation, we start to do things. Why not me, I become, I become the person to start the change first. Why should I wait for somebody else to, you know, uh, give an example or start off something and then maybe I think, oh, that wasn't tough enough. Maybe that person did it, I can too. But I think nowadays, as you started off, right, that mindset, change of mindset is happening very rapidly, I would say. Things are moving in very fast pace and so is the mindset of people. And I think maybe not 50% uh, of the entire generation, but at least I would say 30 to 40% are moving towards a positive direction. And that is very important, I would say, because we can get you know, a, a very high tech uh, level society or maybe 2025 is gonna be, be very hi-fi. But what about the people mindset? If people are very corrupted over here, if they don't have the right uh, you know, way to look at things, society is not gonna change. Absolutely. Right. So we need people uh, like teaching profession, like we need people like you in the, even in the media, even in the, uh, you know, cinema, uh, cinemas everywhere. We need people, you know, as an example, who are not an image of perfection. Yeah. We need somebody to imperfect so that we can relate to them. We don't want ourselves to, you know, look like uh, Angelina Jolie or Aishwarya Rai because we are not. We cannot. No, because the thing is, Yes, Sam, and do you know what? It's creating a lot of pressure on people, yeah. adults, teenagers, children, girls, boys. It's creating that pressure that they need to look that way. Exactly. And that's what I've learned about my students. That's what mm -hmm. I've learned, that it's not just affecting adults. It's affecting our young children. You know, um, I've got a daughter who's 10 now. Mm -hmm. And I always think, if I was the mum who covered up my skin, what am I projecting to her? Exactly. My son's eight. If I'm covering up my skin and he grows up one day and he meets a girl who's just so insecure, like what am I projecting to him? What am I showing him that is acceptable and normal to a boy? Yes. I'm showing him that I'm a confident mum who doesn't care about what other people think. And in the same way, they're learning that themselves. When they go to school and people say something unkind to them, they are so confident to say, do you know, this is me and I'm happy with it. So if you don't like it, that's your problem in a really nice wow. way. Wow. Not rude, not horrible. They're 10 and eight, Sam. 
and that's how I want my children to be not just teaching children in school but Absolutely. it's about then it's about the, the the younger generation what are we teaching them and that's why my nieces um you know I do the same thing with them you know I bought my niece for Christmas the Barbie doll she wanted Barbie dolls and I got her the diverse collection mm -hmm. I didn't get her the standard blonde you know normal Barbie yeah. I got her the, the diverse collection whether she plays with it or not it doesn't matter the fact is I got that doll because um I wanted her to understand that all Barbie dolls can be beautiful whether they're in a wheelchair we've got alopecia you know and so that's you know it, this, this is a message I'm spreading across all areas not just at school or on my social media but with people around me as well yeah. So this is this is a really amazing you know initiative. When I was uh, talking to Natalia and she told me about this you know diversity, uh, you know even in toys, children toys, it's it's kind of a great initiative even among the young generation who are very young to even understand that what is good or what is bad. But then setting an example right there at that age is is I would say is like empowering the entire society. So, because they are going to learn, they're going to like uh, play with a toy, which is, you know, uh, a very beautiful one or a diverse one. So they are going to learn the difference and children are very quick to pick up things. So if they are taught something at a very young age to, uh, you know, be polite, be humble, you know, perfection is not everything, you know, despite anything in, life, in your life, you can achieve what you want. So such are the examples which we need to, you know, feed in our young generation's mind. And yeah, you we are do. doing a tremendous job in this. We do, but I, I, I'd love to see more. I'd love to see, you know, I see so many advocates on, on my IG and so many amazing role, role models mm -hmm. um, and they're fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's really about inspiring our younger generation because they're the ones that are growing up right now with so many insecurities. I see it on a day-to-day -day basis. I see a lot of self-harm. Mm -hmm. I see, um, you know, students who are, you know, going through isolation periods because they can't deal with a certain aspect of themselves or they feel they look different, mm -hmm. you know, um, they come to school with a lot of makeup on and then get told to take it off, which then strips away their confidence because they feel that they need to cover up their blemishes. We're talking about children here, yeah. children because of the images that are placed in in the media of this perfection and it it really does drive me crazy I feel so passionate about it because I see it on a day-to-day -day basis I see what harm this is doing to young people and it is damaging it is damaging really really damaging and it's worrying as well we need more motivational talks for children in school we need them to see their parents as role models we need them to see their parents accepting who they are not hiding themselves behind closed doors not hiding themselves behind anything just being themselves being confident in who they are because that's the most powerful thing that we can teach our own children and our nieces our nephews you know our grandkids it's just you know even without thinking about those relationships there's so much that we can offer people around us Yes. In, in, just, in just being ourselves. That is so true. And, and uh, Jyoti, the, the work that you have been doing, you know, not, not just as a teacher, but also like now you're trying to move towards media and, uh, you know, modeling and yeah. stuff. That is really amazing. Like the posters or even, even something that you post or all the people around who have got a chance to connect. 
I really feel inspired. It's not that, you know, I'm in awe, like, oh my God, what a, what a wonderful person or something. I get to learn from it. It's not like I'm looking at a very picture perfect thing, like an, an actor or something that is way beyond my reach. I can relate to such things. I, I can relate to you people. Like this is something which is very natural. This is something which is very, I would say real, I would say, real stuff. And encouraging such things, you know, seeing this, things over social media is is like you know very enlightening and very very congratulations to you like a great work that you're doing and you have created this positively diverse you know a page even you have a facebook page so you were telling me a little bit about it like where you want to take it and also you want to grow in this uh, uh media right not you're leaving your teacher yeah. profession and you'll be leaving so tell us a little bit about that, like what you'll be doing yes, and a little bit about your project that you, you're going to do. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, over the last three years, I've met so many people, collaborated with people and learned so much about different conditions, disabilities um, and how these challenges have really impacted people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it's been a whole learning curve. So like having a visible difference myself has really enabled me to connect with people quite easily. Um, but it's also about learning about how we can sort of pull threads from other people and then, you know, use it to empower ourselves. So over the last year, I've been interviewing different people from different walks of life and also uh, just blogging about my own journey with with vitiligo um, and instead of my uh, vitiligo and me I created positively diverse to reflect the wide range of topics that I cover under my Instagram um, which doesn't just cover skin conditions but disabilities as well because it's all about being able to see people that look like you um, in society so it's not just vitiligo for me it's, it's just covering a range of those disabilities that fall under that umbrella of diversity and that's what I'm really pushing towards there are so many people out there that are you know trying to achieve the same thing as me and what I love about this is that I'm not alone so we are all trying to work together to create the same we've got the same drive and the same focus in the same direction and um I think that's really empowering because, you know, when you are, and this kind of relates to my, um, one of my Instagram posts, when you are walking through this together, you're so much more united. You've got more of a voice when you're kind of together uh, rather than kind of doing it on your own. Um, so I'm, um, due to lockdown, my YouTube has been kind of held back a little bit, but I'm, hope I'm hoping to launch it this year. Mm -hmm this early part the first part of this year um, with some really really interesting content that is kind of very very interesting from like treatments to how people have cured their vitiligo um, I have some really exciting content coming on board as well onto my platform um, and yes and my my positively diverse can be re positively diverse can be reached on my Instagram mm -hmm. and on my Facebook and soon to be my YouTube which is all under positively diverse with the same goal and the same message. And my message is to be seen, be heard and be you. That's the positively wow. diverse logo message. That's, that's amazing. And I'm actually looking forward to it because I've gone to your Facebook page and Instagram anyways, I'm following. So I've seen your work and it's really very impressive. It's not that, you know, there are a lot of people already doing it. Uh, you know, I too have this mindset, like what difference is gonna make if I also get into this? Uh, there are already a lot of people who are doing this and who, who are, you know, voicing out for this. But then even a single drop, uh, you know, matters. 
even a single voice adding up to that whole crowd matters because maybe yeah. i can you know make it sound a little louder even even yeah, by exactly. a point but i can make it uh, you know hear a bit louder Absolutely. so I really feel amazing about this, the work that I'm doing. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not getting anything, but the satisfaction that I feel that I'm doing something for the society, even if I'm talking to you or sharing your story, somebody is listening. And you know, there was this girl, I, I really would like to share her story with you. She stays in uh, uh, Goa and she was really impressed by my work. I mean, the thing that I was doing and she too uh, was suffering from this. I mean, is, is suffering from this. Then I actually told her, you know, not in terms of interview, but then, you know, if you want to talk to me, I'm anyways going to go, I'm reaching there in a couple of days and I'll be there for a few days. So why don't we meet up and then maybe we can talk about it or be friends yeah. or, you know, maybe I can talk you through. She told me that her parents are not supportive and they are not going to allow her. And that really, you know, hurts me. And she told me that once she becomes independent on her own, on her own and maybe down there in five years or uh, six years, she's going to meet me. She really wants to meet me and she wants to talk about it and stuff. But then she's not allowed to go on. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, we live in a society even today wherein we're not getting the support from our own people, you know, who gave us birth and yeah. death for yeah. us. Not just telling that I love my children a lot, they mean a lot yeah. something, but you actually have to be there for them. Not just yes. tell them about it. Yeah. So I feel that somebody going through that situation has texted me, though she doesn't know me. I mean, she doesn't know me. She just seen my post. She just seen my work. And she's texted me something good that you are doing amazing or you're doing good. That makes me feel happy. I don't know that person. You know, yeah. getting a positive uh, compliment from a person that you know, even a friend, it's like they are mocking you. They are telling you, like, what are you doing? I mean, what are you going to get out of it? They say things like that. But then if you don't know somebody, tell you something positive, even a line, they drop you a message saying that, you know, hey, you're doing good. That's like an achievement. I think that's amazing because you could be the source of support for her that she hasn't got. And, you know, you could be that light at the end of the tunnel for her. So I just think that's fantastic because, you know, you're supporting and helping someone who is struggling, who is struggling and can't reach out and right now. I really now. wanted to meet her, you know. I really wanted to because yeah. I saw that, uh, you know, a young girl at the age of 20 or something, early 20s. And uh, she, she's going through this mental state and I could understand, you know, because being a girl, being in Indian society, I can, I can feel that, you know, it feels like I'm a prisoner in my own mind. I cannot do stuff that I think about. Or I cannot speak about anything that, you know, I believe. Yeah. So yes, it, it's very important. The thing that we're doing or whatever step that we have taken. And uh, thank you so much. I would say, and also, uh, not just, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just telling you this because uh, now, right now, like I'm talking to people who have the skin condition. Now I'm thinking- Sorry, Sam. To... Okay, one. I've got someone at the door. So, uh, yeah, so I was telling you about this, uh, you know, initiative that I'm gonna take, take now, like as I'm gonna reach Pune, I'm not just gonna meet up people with skin condition. I'm not just gonna talk to them. I'm also gonna talk to doctors. Because the more I've spoken to people who have the skin conditions, 
uh, the more I've heard their stories, it makes me really sad about uh, the approach that doctors have taken. Like, you know, especially here, they don't know about the skin condition. They have still told them about medication that even they don't know that it's going to cure the skin you yeah. know, or that condition. So, you know, I have got few links, uh, you know, through my friend who is in pharmacy and he has given me a few links of uh, skin specialists who are uh, having like 20 or 25 years of experience. So I'm thinking of, you know, also taking their interviews, also taking their views, like how do they treat uh, people or how do they, you know, what's their approach towards people who come up with skin condition and what type of skin condition are contagious, what type of skin condition are, you know, not transmittable or it's not gonna, you know, affect someone else. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take that approach as well, and I hope that also Amazing. goes well because yeah. it's very important, you know, to have uh, hear it out from the doctors as well because there are yes. people who are suffering and they are dealing with them on day to day basis. Yes. So, yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So I don't know getting those perspectives. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it because now I'm gonna just you know maybe I'm I'm not gonna put a video every week or something because. Right now, I need to go and meet them face to face first. I'm going to have to make them agree for this interview and stuff. So yes. let's see how it works. But I'm really looking forward. Good luck with all of that. <laughs> thank you so much. And again, like, uh, thank you so much. Like, you came in again and share your story. And uh, I hope that, you know, this bond that we shared that we have not met each other continues. And uh, we do our best. Absolutely. And I hope that we get to do something together. Absolutely, Sam. It's been a real pleasure. I'm, I, I would love to speak to you, especially more like talking about what sort of communities and cultural differences. Like, you know, I'd love to explore this further. So it would be lovely to stay in touch with you. Um, and I really appreciate you sort of having me on board your project. So um, good luck with the rest of the interviews. And I'm sure the others are going to be amazing too. And looking forward to staying in touch with you as well. Same here. And thank you so much again. Like, uh, it's really been a pleasure. Like, the more I talk to you, the more inspired I feel. So thank you so much thank for being you, part of this small initiative and campaign. And looking forward to talk to you again, Jyoti. Take care of yourself. Thank you. And all the best to you as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. You too, Sam. Take, Take care. care. Take care. Bye. Bye.